The following program is sponsored by Ron Myers Ministries. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It's so good to be with you today. How was your week? Did you have a good week or did you have a bad week? Did you have a lot of unintentional hell just show up in your life? Something like this. I'm driving to the office, minding my own business. And then I hear all this loud honking behind me. Somebody wanted me to pick up my speed, but I wasn't going to. So they eventually passed me making these goofy faces at me. And I even think he gave me the finger. Then you go to the fast food restaurant. I know this has happened to some of you. And you get this beautiful order, pay for it, get to the office or at home, and it is the wrong order. Those things can just really take a person and put them in a bad mood. I say they put some hell in our life. We didn't ask for it, did we? I learned, though, a few years ago that I was not going to allow total strangers that I've never met to ruin my day, to give me heartburn. <laughs> I know it's tough. So today I want to talk about that. I've even brought in a guest and we want to talk about how do we live our faith every day and not just on Sunday and how do we nurture that constant connection with Jesus. I talk about doing life with Jesus. It's those things that we need to understand that we can get through the unintentional hell that will absolutely will drop in your life unexpectedly. My guess is Crispin Bennett. Now, I've known Crispin for a while, but we had a conversation a few weeks ago, and I invited him to come on the show and just share his story and talk about whatever we need to talk about to encourage you, the listener, to keep the hell out of your life. Crispin, welcome to the show, and uh, well, we can't wait to hear what's your story. I have a story that a lot of people have had in their life being in the Bible Belt, which is I grew up in church, um, of course, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, every time the doors are open, we are there. We're there not, not, um, not late like in um, just before church starts. We're there before church starts, and we're there late. See, my dad was a Pentecostal pastor. So we didn't have church unless it went late. And so I, I grew up in that mindset. I grew up in church. There's something to be said about that, but there's also something to be said about those that don't grow up in church because it really gives you an opportunity to learn and to uh, see things from a different perspective that I didn't know. I didn't understand. So it took me a long time in my life to sort of get there. The biggest thing is for those that grow up in church, you are 
um, set up from the very beginning to act like a church person. You're, you're, you know and understand how to act like church. And so in many ways, you grow up putting on your church attitude just like you do your church clothes, right? You have your nice little, even as a little boy, I had my nice little uh, uh, suit and tie, and I had my nice little church attitude. And you're raised with that church little attitude. You're raised even as a teenager. You have a little bit different attitude, but it's still the church attitude. It's the church mindset. Okay, is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when we know and understand Jesus Christ, he's not something you really put on and take off, right? He's something that is every day, not just at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, but he's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, in, in our, in our lives, even today, we go, we often will go to church and it's like we clock in here. I am, I'm, I'm here to do my duty and I'm going to, I'm going to spend my time with you. And then once 12 o'clock hits, then you clock out. See you next week, God, because this is God's house, right? We, we think this is God's house. So we're, we're going to come back next week. So see you next week, God. Because I have the rest of my life, right? I have got Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. That's different from my Sunday life. But you know what? The kingdom says it's every day. Every day is the same. Yes, we have the Sabbath, a whole different, a whole different thing. But our attitude, our, our churchiness isn't something you, you put on and take off. Our relationship, rather, is not something you put on and take off. It's something every day. I think today a lot of people, Crispin, are missing out on the day-to-day, the second-to-second, the minute-to-minute relationship with Jesus. Then we should be able to express Jesus in everything that we do. Everything. What do you think? Everything. It, Jesus told us this, right? He he described it this way. He he is going into he's going into this area with his with the disciples where they're worshiping all kinds of different gods um, in that specific area. Sun god Ra, and you had you had uh, uh, Baal. You have all all of the different. Gods, little g, gods. So he looks around his disciples. He said, so who do these people say that I am? And, 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 and then he says, who do you say that I am? Of wow. course, of course, they say, oh, some say you're, you're John the Baptist. Some say, and it was Peter. Peter stood up and he said, oh, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus loved his answer. You know, the, the Bible is so funny sometimes. Jesus looks up at him and, and he says this. He says, this is in Chris, uh, uh, Crispin terms. He says, uh, you know, you didn't have enough sense to come up with that by yourself. God gave that to you. The Father gave it. So then he says, here, here you go. Your name is now Peter. And as Peter, which, is, which means a rock or a part of a larger rock. And he says, Peter, or rock, you are a rock. And on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm coming to the answer. That word we put as church is not what we go to every day on, on every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And we, in our mindset, put that as we put a steeple on that particular scripture, but what he was saying, that word is ecclesia, right? And so that word ecclesia, when he says, you are my ecclesia, and on this rock, I'll build my ecclesia, 
What is ecclesia? Ecclesia is a group that has a purpose. It's a governmental term. He's saying a kingdom. I will build my kingdom. On this rock, I'll build my kingdom. So you've got the microphone and there's some people out there thinking, well, I, I'd like to try this, Jesus, but oh, isn't it all we have to do is give him our heart? He kind of will start the process inside of us. Well, you you, you bring up a great point. Uh, ha, uh, there are so many people that don't go to church or that used to go to church and don't anymore because they can't live up to those standards. Right? Amen. You, 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 so... So you have seen these people that you go into this building and nothing's wrong with them. It's like, these are perfect people, <laughs> right? And then you get hurt. Well, let me tell you something. Yes. Uh, if you've ever been to a church, you've been hurt. If you've driven by a church, you've been hurt by the church, right? <laughs> I mean, that's it's full of people and it's full of people that are flawed. And let me give you a great, uh, let me ease your mind. The guy that calls himself the pastor of that church, I don't care where it is or the bishop or whatever the label is, he sins. Okay, now wait a minute. You're saying that now. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, you hear that thud? Someone just <laughs> fell on the ground. <laughs> he is human. Exactly. And as humans, we're going to sin. We're going to fall. Listeners, don't let that hinder your relationship with Jesus Christ because he has something for you, a plan and a purpose. Does he have a purpose for all of us, Chris? Absolutely. Even before the foundation of the earth. I don't care if you if you think that you were not planned or maybe maybe you didn't realize there was something in your past or or maybe there is there are things that you've done in your past i've heard i've heard people say you know what I, I, there's no way god could love somebody like me he actually does actually he had a plan for you before you were even conceived amen that doesn't change just because um, you did something wrong. You know, the Bible is full of people that God loved and was compassionate and passionate about, but they didn't do, always do the the <laughs> right things, right? I mean, I mean, it, it, the the Bible is really funny. So you look at you look at Elijah and Elisha. Elijah and Elisha both raised the dead, but did you know that Elijah? He was running from God for a time. He he was running for his life. Then you have Elisha. Elisha was bald. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being bald, right? But he he was he was going down the road one day and these kids started heckling him. Baldy, baldy uh, or the word says it, uh, thou bald head, I think is what. It is. <laughs> so you're baldy. So what does he do? He calls the bears out to maul um uh, these kids, right? Is that the right attitude of a of a of a, what we call a Christian today. <laughs> so, so yeah, oh, look at Moses. Wow. Moses, Moses. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Moses can't do uh, everything right. Something happens, Crispin, when we allow Jesus to come into our heart and we just start doing life with Jesus. Every day is a new journey. He leads us to where he needs us to be. Am I right? Even if, even if you've, dis you feel like you've destroyed everything around you, uh, look at Moses. Moses, yeah. Moses, uh, and his wife got into an argument in Exodus eighteen. Moses and his wife gets in an argument, and she and the kids 
were not there. The kids never saw the miracles from Moses because they separated. So he it, that that was basically because the dis, the family unit at that time was not good, even though God was using him. So yes, around us every day we come up. There are things that happen in life. That's just life, right? That's just life. I don't care who you are. If you're the head deacon of the church, or the head honcho of a church, or the pastor, or regional, or or whatever that looks like, whatever your title, God God doesn't have titles. You know, uh, Jesus wasn't crazy about titles. He was. He just was. Remember he remember he said, "For behold, I." Stand at the door and knock. You you understand that letter was written to the church, so he was saying that to the church, right? So he what he's saying is, I don't care who you are. I'm standing right there. I'm knocking on your door, and it doesn't matter what you've done wrong. He's still right there. He's he's never far from you. He's followed you where you are right now. Amen. In fact, Crispin, there are people listening right now that have lost hope. They really want their life to change. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they had a bad doctor's report. The spouse has left them and they don't know what they're going to do. You have the microphone. You, as a man of God, can talk to them, speak life into them. So if you if you think that everybody else in church is perfect and you can't get there, even if you do go to a church, whether you do or not, but your life is completely uh, destroying, disintegrating around you, and you're wondering, how can I turn this thing around? You're in, you're in the ditch. You, you've, you've come out of something. You've come out of situations. Your world has just completely crumbled around you. Just like everyone else that we've talked about here, all you have to do is turn. Jesus is still right there. He is still right there with his arms open saying, come here, come into me, all of you who are weary and laden, and I will give you rest. God is right there. Jesus is right there with arms open wide. All you have to do is breathe him in and breathe him out. And let him run your life. Let him let him help you walk through things because you cannot, you cannot do it by yourself. If you want to turn your life over to Jesus, it's really, it's really easy, right? It's really easy. All you have to do is ask and believe and confess that he is Jesus Christ. Turn your life over to him and he's there. And then from there, you can grow and grow and grow. Find yourself some people that you can grow with. That's key. That's That's key. key. And I'm going to pray with you right now. Father, I pray, Lord, for every person that is listening. And I pray for every heart that is open right now. And I pray, Lord, that you would pour into them and let them feel your love with everything that you are. All of the fullness that you have. I pray, Lord, that you would just bless them abundantly above all they could ask or imagine. That's your word. So we know we can stand on it because it's true. When you say it, it's true. And Lord, we pray that that person would know you above anything that they've ever tried, that they come to know you in such a great way that they now become the one that is standing for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, when I return, a dose of hope. 
Let's unpack that wisdom that Crispin just shared with us. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Does God speak to us today? If so, what does he sound like? Thundering roars? Crashing waves? A booming megaphone? Maybe sometimes, but maybe it's not quite as Hollywood dramatic as all that. Maybe it's a little more simple. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In the midst of all the noise and questions, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. We just need to learn to recognize it. So what does he sound like? He sounds like love, like reconciliation, like kindness, wisdom, hope, truth. Do you know those sounds? Then maybe you hear his voice more often than you think. Maybe you're being led by him more than you realize. Maybe God is speaking to you and you actually are listening. You just didn't know it. Hey, look who I ran into, folks. Nancy Stafford from Matlock. Hey. And I'm going to ask her, Nancy, how do you get the hell out of your life? That's a very good question. We all need to get the hell out of our life. And it really starts with our self-talk. It starts with getting the whispers and the lies of the enemy of our soul out of our minds, refreshing and renewing our minds like Paul talks about over and over again. He says, take our thoughts captive and renew our minds with the truth. So in my view... It's achieved by getting rid of the lies that we believe that sometimes we've grown up with and they've just become second nature to us. Replace those lies. It's not enough just to get rid of the lies. We have to replace them with the truth of what God says in his word. And if we do that over and over every day, we just get deeper and deeper and deeper into truth. The lies don't have any room anymore. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yes, he Welcome back, listeners. Yes, we are a child of God. Can you say that? I am a child of God with a plan and a purpose, and it's a good one. So let's uh, talk a little bit about some of the wisdom that we learned from Crispin. One is that the journey that you and I are on really begins when we understand fully that Jesus is not limited to one day a week or a building, that he is with us 24-7, and he really does want to do life with you and I. And when we do life with Jesus, that constant connection, I call it daily conversations with Jesus. Some people call it prayer. It's just opening up your heart. I really do think a lot of problems in people's lives would begin to dissolve if they had an outlet to somebody that did not judge them, somebody did 
that did not condemn them, someone that just listened and then would download the answers that they need. Because what God has for you and I, it's exactly what we need. He's not going to deviate off the plan he has for us. Our plan has been put in us before we were born, and it is those journeys through the minefields and through the the bombs going off in our life. It's those journeys weaving in and around them that make us stronger, wiser. And then we get into a position of influence or we get in a position of power that all of a sudden we can take life serious and we can really give other people wisdom and advice because there's people out there that need to see some strong Christians. There's some people out there that need to see Christians that really live their faith each and every day of the week, not just on Sunday. There are people that are looking for Jesus in you and I. And those are the things that when hell comes in our life, what comes out? There are times that I will be speaking to a group and I'll hold up an orange and I'll ask them, if I squeeze this orange, what will I get? Orange juice. I'll hold up an apple. If I squeeze this apple, what will I get? Apple juice. Well, when we Christians are squeezed, sometimes everything in the world comes out except Jesus. If we want, that's the key. If you want changes in your life, if you want some peace in your life, if you want some joy in your life, then you have to intentionally begin a dialogue, a day-to-day dialogue with Jesus, trusting him for the answers and quit relying on going to a building one day a week for an hour for all your answers. It will never work. You cannot do that. You have to do this on a daily basis. Friends, this show is all about helping every single individual that is willing to get the hell out of their life, live a life of peace and purpose, and have some fun. I really am baffled why Christians don't have more fun, why they don't have more joy in their life. After all, if we are a totally forgiven person and there is no shame and condemnation from Jesus with us and that he has given you and I the ability to become better than we ever could possibly imagine or dream about, then why are we holding ourselves back. We have to shake off the pride and say, Jesus, I want to do life with you today, tomorrow, and the next day. And friends, just try it. Just try it. Just be committed to it. And you'll see that the changes that begin happening in your life are pretty good. You'll probably say what I said. Why did it take so long to realize this? It's never too late for a new beginning. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. I read once that adversity is never reliable evidence that God is opposed to you. The world is broken, and we all go through difficult times of one sort or another. There are even times when we truly suffer and hope seems lost. This can be especially disappointing when we carry an expectation that life will only have smooth sailing. 
We need someone or something to blame, and God becomes one of those scapegoats. However, the truth is that the only answer to those adverse times is Jesus. Jesus offers hope when we are filled with fear. He offers peace when we only see trouble. He offers purpose when we are lost. We were created for and need that kind of personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to learn how to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then call or text us at 888-NEED-HIM, 888-NEED-HIM. We would like to express our gratitude to Coffee News for their support of this program. Are you tired of scrolling through the same old news feeds every morning? Then switch things up with Coffee News. Our publication is filled with interesting stories, brain teasers, and uplifting quotes that are sure to brighten your day. And now you can access Coffee News anytime, anywhere by visiting our website. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee at your favorite cafe or browsing online from your desk, we've got you covered. Start your day off right with Coffee News at readcoffeenewsonline.com. Ron will be back in a minute to close out today's show. We want to remind you today of the last words of Jesus. It is finished. What is finished? The finished work of Jesus refers to the complete and final accomplishment of salvation through His death and resurrection. It means that Jesus has done everything necessary for our forgiveness, redemption, and reconciliation with God. Through His sacrifice on the cross, Jesus paid the price for our sins once and for all, providing total forgiveness and cleansing. This finished work of Jesus means that we no longer need to strive or work to earn God's favor or forgiveness. We can rest in the assurance that our salvation is secure and that we are fully accepted by God because of what Jesus has done for us. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up, and I am going to practice today more self-control, more love when I meet somebody out there that is totally unlovable, because when I get squeezed, I want Jesus to come out. I don't want the world to come out. Hey, maybe you have a story that you would love to share with the world. Go to my website, thepromoter.org. Not only can you share your story, but there will be some other podcasts from the last four years that will be on there that can encourage you, empower you, and inspire you on your journey to become who God created you to become. In the meantime, this is Ron Myers reminding you, I love you, Jesus loves you, and yes, it's time to get the hell out of your life. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 255 vendors from all over the United States from November 8th through the 10th inside the Coast Convention Center located on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to share your story of what God has done in your life or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.